Hello everybody and welcome to this next episode of Into the Prey, Breaching the Chaos of the Church with Nick and Mary Franks. And as everybody knows, one of the main ways that we are endeavouring, seeking to breach that chaos is to be studying the Bible properly as we should and by indeed in by dedicating um, a specific podcast every single week to teaching to the Bible to focusing slowly and methodically and thoroughly through through the scriptures and through the book of 1 Corinthians we've been in there since I actually forget when we started but uh, we have reached the sixth chapter of 1 Corinthians and the teaching series called City of Temples and this week was due to be today was due to be the next episode going into chapter 6 and then this little blonde yellow bundle of puppy activity barley the yellow labrador uh, dropped with us this week and it's probably fair to say that I underestimated the um, <laughs> the amount of uh, energy and time that getting this little puppy adjusted to our our home and so on in the first initial couple of days. So I'm afraid I've not got the next teaching session going into 1 Corinthians 6 for you this morning. It's Sunday. It's the 31st of January, so the very, very last day of this first month of 2021 and time is going quickly um, but that will happen next week I may I may do an impromptu midweek teaching session so there may be one before next Sunday but at the very latest it will be next Sunday that we go into 1 Corinthians 6 so to, just to encourage everybody to to do a couple of things one would probably be to go back and listen to the most recent episode where I finished off chapter 5 and bridging now, of course, into chapter 6. The other thing would would be to read chapter 6, if you haven't done so already, ahead of the next the actual teaching session. On that, we're good to just spend some time thinking specifically about this focus of sexual immorality. There's a couple of, without preempting anything too much, there's a couple of standout verses in this chapter, really, that are quite pivotal for the whole book. And um, sexual promiscuity, immorality, um, is obviously a, a big focus of the entire book, the entire Corinthian context. But it's it's the context of sexual immorality that Paul then begins to make some other major points to do with our union with Christ, particularly. I think one of the standout verses that I'm meditating on, and again we'll say more about this next week, is the the analogy that Paul uses of a prostitute and the connection between our union with Jesus and the connection of him with a prostitute. That's Paul's kind of hypothetical scenario that he poses for the Christian and again this is the context this is Paul is dealing with the Christians he's dealing with the brothers and sisters those who are actually in fact in Christ this is not um, a message to an unsaved world it's to uh, an immature church and so that that verse in in this chapter that we'll come to next week is really a standout part of my meditations and reflections and prayer leading up to this more thoroughly which is our in 
Christ, our oneness with Christ. Paul uses that expression in Christ over 70 times in the New Testament. And of course, we think of John 15, particularly when we think of our abiding and our oneness and our our grafted in, um, our being grafted into the vine. So I'd encourage you to spend some time thinking about that, thinking about what it means to be one in spirit with Jesus. That's what Paul says in this chapter, 1 Corinthians 6. So I'd encourage you to be thinking about that particularly. Um, And not just in generic terms either, but thinking about our oneness in Christ, our oneness in spirit with Jesus, which of course is a literal reality. It's not poetic device the indwelling spirit of the Holy Spirit, you know, that we are one with him and the mystery that that surrounds all of that. So think about that, but not just in general terms, but specifically about this enduring thrust of um, in eagerly desiring the gifts of the Spirit, especially the gift of prophecy. I think it's been obvious to us, one of the things that's been obvious to Mary and I in the, in the first month of this year is the proliferation of prophetic words individuals and individual ministries who would call themselves prophets or prophetic you know self-announcing people like that and it's not to say that all of that is false or unhelpful but a lot of it is in our experience and I'll probably talk more about that in this next teaching session coming up this week or next Sunday but to think specifically about this question to do with how we hear the voice of God as the as the prophetic spirit-filled New Testament redeemed post-crossed post-cross people of God how do we hear the voice of God what is the primary way that God speaks to us individually if you're married as couples or indeed for the whole church what is God's settled established deliberate ordained predestined what is his main way of speaking to us of our distinguishing between his voice and our own thoughts or the thoughts of others or indeed possibly even demonic activity how do we discern that and i think that's a critical part of where we're at going into february 2021 a lot of prophetic people a lot of people who would call themselves prophets a lot of people who would announced that what they have to say is prophetic, caveating everything with we see in part and we know in part, which is true. Um, But I think we are concerned that there's a a lack of wisdom to do with how that's communicated, even down to details like how much is said. You know, how long is a podcast? How long is a vlog on YouTube? How long is a quote-unquote prophetic message? Um, and I spent, um, ironically, I spent a bit of time earlier this week just writing quite a short two or three minute read blog um, addressing this issue to do with verbosity, verbosity. You know, when people are verbose, it means they basically use far too many words to, uh, you know, a, a surplus to requirement type level of words to communicate something. And it takes the individual from being a clear, articulate communicator into somebody who's basically very unclear. And so if you, I'd encourage you to check that out before before the next teaching session, because I'll be talking about this. I'll be talking about what we would expect by way of wise, 
um, delivery communication style when it comes to the prophetic, particularly thinking of a later chapter in 1 Corinthians chapter 14, where Paul talks about the need for clarity. And that's the issue. Verbosity hinders the word. It doesn't help the word. Verbosity doesn't help the church to build it up, to build us up or to edify us. It creates more confusion and blurriness and muddiness. And that's what Paul was addressing in 1 Corinthians 14 with his uh, uh, using the metaphor of distinct notes of instruments and so on. So I'd encourage you to check that out on Firebrand Notes. Just go on and, and look for the post, Verbosity hampers the word and then I think just for the final thing I just want to say again touching on everything that we're doing including this city of temples progress through the book of 1 Corinthians but also as we're now into this new season on the podcast life together thinking about Dietrich Bonhoeffer's um, his work by the same name is to just ask for prayer again and we don't do that hesitantly we do that with urgency we need prayer Mary and I as we seek to communicate effectively because there is this constant need for wisdom to know what what we should communicate publicly and what is actually just for us to reserve for personal for for just personal privacy um and but we don't have any doubt that there is a responsibility that we carry to to communicate publicly and that is for what we would i was just saying there about paul's burden his overall burden actually to build the church up to see the church edified you can read through the book of ephesians you'll see that recurring that theme and burden so that's our desire to see the church built up and so there's a public responsibility to communicate and this coming week um depending on a few different uh things we'll be producing a film to communicate a critically important, um, yeah, call it a word. If I suppose it is a word. It is what we feel the Lord is is saying, not just to us, but for us to to kind of communicate and share publicly as well. And we've referred to that a couple of times already. But please do pray about that, and please be on the lookout for it. Um, there's a lot of noise. There's a lot of prophetic chit chat. And I'm very conscious that when I think of the voice of the Lord, one of the things I think about most is the 29th Psalm, in which the voice of God is pictured as being this supernatural force that is stripping. If you imagine a vast forest of, you know, solid trees, I don't know, cedars of Lebanon or other, you know, huge hugely impressive trees established well rooted not young and flimsy but just strong wide trunks high heights and you imagine them multiplied by hundreds if not thousands and you think of this vast forest and then you think of the voice of the lord dropping into that and stripping every every one of those trees bare from its foliage from its leaves from its branches just stripping back to a skeletal form. Yeah, that's the picture in Psalm 29. And the need to ascribe glory to God in the heavenlies and on the earth in light of that kind of glorious clarity and power and indisputable and incomparable power of the voice of God. And if you ever read A.W. Tozer's book, The Pursuit of God, 
The very first chapter of that book is called The Speaking Voice of God. In fact, I'd encourage you to check that out if you've if you've got time between now and next week. Uh, we'll maybe go into that. You can find uh, Tozer's book, I think, free online as a PDF. But go to that first chapter. It's called The Speaking Voice of God. And I can't remember whether he, or not, he, he talks about Psalm 29 in there. But it's the same thought that God is always speaking. It's not like... It's not like, um, what's God saying this week? Um, is he speaking this week? Of course he's speaking. He, God is in that perpetual sense of speaking. We don't really understand that properly because we kind of think of communication through vocal means as being a kind of start, stop, finish. Um, intermittent, periodic uh, type experience. And it's actually not because it, it, God sustains everything by the by the power of his word there's that constant and if it wasn't for the constant power of his word and the constant uh, authority of his word everything would collapse check that out and um yeah I encourage you to pray for us as we get this film together because i think what we want to share is going to be difficult it's touching on our podcast from the weekend earlier about breaking what, what when do we break fellowship when do we break relationships with other people that call themselves christians and that's what we're going to be addressing so Lord, we just want to thank you now for this time. Thank you for this study. I thank you for everyone listening, everyone studying the book of 1 Corinthians, everyone thinking about the city of temples. And we do thank you today, Lord, that we are on this Sunday, it's a, we are one with you, that we you have brought us into the miracle of peace with you and reconciliation with you and that you have given us the ministry of reconciliation we want to see a lost unredeemed world reconciled to you we also want to see the immature sleepy uh, adulterous church reconciled to you like Goma reconciled to home uh, to Hosea Lord we pray that there would be this display of your redeeming love once again within your bride who are not ready for you but who you are preparing so Lord, I, I pray now for everyone in this podcast, little community, everyone listening, everyone studying, everyone following, for a deep sense of encouragement that you are a God that speaks constantly and that your voice is, is the constant sustainer of all things. Your word is the power that sustains the place of the sun in the sky, the moon in the sky, the stars in the sky, every detail, the depths of the sea the highest mountain, every star is in place, every place that it was is designed by you to be habitated and those places that are undiscovered and unreached, you hold all these things in perfect balance and Lord we ask that our hearts would be prepared as we continue to look through the rest of this book that you would have your way and that our oneness with you would be more clear to us, more assured in our hearts and thinking and I pray as well Father that you would enable the church to, to be wise when it comes to wielding and using the gifts of the spirit the gifts that you give precious spirit especially the gift of prophecy that there would be a wisdom and an ability to discern that which is wise wisely conceived wisely spoken and that which is just folly and Lord, we ask that your voice at this time, indeed, the the exercised gift of your spirit of prophecy would be like that 
clarity of your voice stripping every tree of the forest bare. We pray in the mighty, precious name of Jesus. Amen. for listening to this episode of Into the Prey. If you guys would like to be involved in supporting, stroke sponsoring, stroke giving towards this podcast or any of the other work that Mario and myself are doing, please just visit firebrandnotes.com forward slash give where there's a bit more information and a way of being able to give securely and safely and so on. We'd appreciate that. It takes quite a lot of work to get these episodes out every single week and indeed more than one a week there's going to be two or even three a week with dave brennan and abortion related uh, content so if you'd like to support this in an ongoing way every week every month that kind of thing we'd be very grateful indeed until next week god bless